Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including The Promised Neverland, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. Indy Potter. Hello. And April Collins. Hi there. Yes, we're talking episode 10 of The Promised Neverland, 13146. Uh, that uh, aired yesterday in Japan, and we cover every week of The Promised Neverland here at the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com. Search for us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, or our YouTube is YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Uh, spoilers for this and all previous episodes of The Promised Neverland. This is episode 10 we're getting into. Uh, Michelle, what did you think of this episode? Uh, oh, I mean, I liked this episode more than the last two. Uh, I just want to see the next part, though, because it's like the biggest cliffhanger ever. Um, also, we're down one good boy, so Rip, Rip Norman <laughs> Rip. <laughs> needs to be said. But I mean, yeah, it's it's been interesting seeing Emma and Raiso just defeated or like spoilers for the end of the episode seemingly defeated. I don't know. But and I also appreciate that we've highlighted, you know, Mama a little bit more. Like you, you can see, like, like when Norman asks her, like, "Are you happy?" and she has that moment, and then when she's trying to consolidate Emma in a really twisted way, and it doesn't really work, but you can tell she's she does seem to care to some extent that Emma is just like grieving and in this terrible situation. So I liked all that. that. I I think it's like a pretty all around strong episode for the season, and I like I'm definitely pumped for the finale. I don't at this point I don't know how many more episodes we're gonna have this season. Is it gonna be twelve? Or is it gonna be eleven? Twelve, two more. Twelve, two yeah. more. Okay, that's cool. Well, I'm excited for them. Okay, she says knowingly, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll just deviate from the manga entirely. Like, nah, bro, we want to make our own story. Okay, we'll see. Uh, Andy, what did you think? I. I don't want to say I liked this episode because that doesn't seem like the right <laughs> word. Um, this episode was really hit well for me in a lot of the ways that it was trying to hit me well. Uh, I will say the weakest part is that it kind of... It's hard to believe that Norman is dead when we don't see a body when the show was very willing to show us gore earlier in the series. So I'm not sure if Norman's actually dead. That said, it could they could just show up his, us his body later when they escape, which would be really, really like messed up. Um, but yeah, I'm not sold on him being dead quite yet. That said, I really was sold on Ray and Emma being just completely downtrodden. Like they were just so it, there was just this air of like nothing. Like there, there, there's no way to succeed here. They're in a no win situation, and. I really liked how they did that, how they built up to that. And there was actually a time skip like I predicted last week, which is weird. Good job. Yeah. Like (laughs) you guys even said it would feel weird. And you guys were right that it did feel weird that we jumped like a month and a half into the future. But we did that. Uh, And I really did. I really liked them saying the scene where not liked again. That's not. Not the right word. I think the scene where they said goodbye to Norman was really good as well. Everything from like the uh, where they eat their their meals to the walk down to the gate, like all that whole that whole connected. Those two scenes were really really good. I really liked them. Nice, April. What do you think? Uh, 
So, first off, I just have to preface it by saying that whenever, because you know how they show episode titles before you, like, watch the episode? Like, whenever you're like, oh, yeah, this is the show I'm going to queue up. So, I remembered that the episode titles are dates, and I immediately freaked Mm. out when I saw the title. And I was (laughs) like, what happened? And then, like... So my first time watching it, I was so I like everything just hit me like all over the episode and I legitimately was crying the entire time, like all 22 minutes or whatever it is. <laughs> I was just like crying because everything like hit home for me like I was totally like in the mood of the episode and I love what I say I love. I love crying, guys. Um, I love when an episode can like just like emote like emotionally charge me that way, um, and that I'm like feeling everything that like the characters are feeling, and like I'm so like invested in what's going on. So for like for me, this episode just like hit home. Like it was a home run for me. I didn't know what like I had my initial like freak out because I didn't know what to expect. I mean. And we had all of, like, these predictions from last week's episode and everything like that. But, I like, I have to say that Mom was, like, the standout character of this episode, for sure. Mm, yeah. Like, every scene that she was in, like, it was it was beautiful for me. And, again, that's, like, terrible word choice. But, because this episode is so sad. Um, but, like every like every like word that she said like that came out like even like her like threatening emma i was just like <gasps> like took my breath away and i i really enjoyed like this might be my second favorite episode like to the first one like that's that's how high it is for me and the time skip did feel like weird um but i think that there's really like like there are worse ways they could have done it, and I think this one like played played out really nicely. And I'm not convinced that Norman is dead, even though I was crying over it the entire time. Um, but <laughs> I'm not convinced he's dead simply because, like what Andy said about how they're like they're not afraid to show us a body. So we don't see a body; we see him go into a room, which doesn't. And like we saw, like we saw Connie die. We saw sister crone die. So there's like no way that like, M- like Norman is dead. I just don't, I refuse to believe it, but yeah, I, I guess I enjoyed this episode. Yeah. That's, that's very high praise. Um, I, I, <laughs> I do think it's really good. Uh, this, I like this, this is what I want. I don't want jumping around scene to scene, doing a million different things. Like we're having earlier in the show. This is a very focused, emotionally consistent and uh, thematic episode of television. It's just uh, very good. And it's like this singular unit that knows what it's doing. It's all about Norman dying and uh, Emma and in quotes and uh, Emma and Ray's reactions to that. Um, I think the time skip is uh, works. I, I think so. I think the shot of Emma with like leaves falling on her. Um, this is like uh, representative of the time skip. Like they are, you know, depressed and dealing with it and time is passing around them and i think it's it's handled pretty well in the episode um but yeah it's just it's just very it's just very focused um i i wasn't necessarily like emotionally hit hard by this or anything but i like appreciate uh what it's doing and uh at least the fourth best i think of the season um but uh uh, oh, here's my hot take. Norman's definitely dead. Uh, 100% convinced he's dead. What? Uh, Rip Norman. 
<laughs> Maybe you're just like saying Rip Norman. Uh, yeah. I do. Yeah, this is Rip Rip Norman. This is the eulogy of Norman. This podcast because he's 100 percent dead. There's no way he could be alive. Um, I did I do. a prepare anything. <laughs> I said week, I was though? going. To. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, and I definitely agree with Andy though that uh, what they did is extremely dangerous um, by just leaving it ambiguous as to whether he died. It's just such a distracting thing for the audience that. Some people aren't going to be able to have the ending of this episode, brilliant as it was, hit for them emotionally just because they're like, show us what happened to Norman. We know he's alive. Show it to us. Like, that's the reaction the audience is going to have. So that's why you don't really do this type of thing. Um, I think the episode's good despite that. Um, and I assume that they are doing something interesting with Norman here. So there's a reason that they did that. Like, he, Norman was surprised when the door was open. And, I'm, and I don't think he would be surprised if it was just, like, a demon. Like there's yeah, he also didn't seem, seen a demon he before. Seems scared yeah. too, though, which doesn't bode well for whatever. No, it, it's not good what's happening to him. But I don't think he's. I, maybe maybe dead is the wrong word. I don't think what happened to him is what happened to Connie and Crone. I think that's the better way to put what I'm. Yeah, expecting. well, those those certainly didn't. We have didn't see what happened yeah. uh, to him. Like what happened yeah. to those two, which was yeah. pretty similar. Um. Yeah, he's so being, I think he's being used for other purposes, and we can speculate more. Okay, about well, let's that. start there because uh, that's yeah. the, that big so, thing of the episode. Okay, yeah. so something that I took note of was that um, when mom's like consoling uh, Emma, she says, mm-hmm. you know, like, I want to recommend you to be a mom of this farm. You know, you'll like, you'll live on, you'll have a kid, you'll mm-hmm. like go to training. And, um, and then she like finishes out like, and then you'll come back here as a sister or a mom. And I was like, oh, so like the mothers and the sisters actually have children, which is where they get Mm -hmm. the baby supply. And I'm like, okay, so if they're actually having kids, then that means that there has to be, and I don't know if this is like too graphic for this podcast (laughs) or whatever, but that means there has to be a supply of semen to, (laughs) yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So my guess is like because Norman has, you know, high intelligence, um, you know, he's athletic, like he's the quote unquote perfect specimen. Like why would they <laughs> you, not you, so perfect- you think he walked into the sperm bank, that's what happens. Oh my yes. god. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, I don't know, like, maybe we can't say this on here, but, like, so I, this, like, when you're 12, can you use your sperm? Like, is it, is it, is it fully developed by then? Or is it, like, uh, it's, like... Yes, it's possible. Okay, let's... Much- <laughs> it's possible. I'm sorry, but that's, like, like, that's my theory. Like, why would they let, like, I guess... Norman go to waste like that. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing, though, right? Like, we've seen adult women, but we haven't really seen any adult men, have we? We've seen the one guy who dropped the pen. Yeah. Okay. So, one confirmed adult man. But, April, I just want to be clear. You're saying Norman will go to waste unless we get his semen. Well, in this world, yes. Because we have to continue to produce babies so that we can. Have children to harvest and feed the demons, and where do babies come from? <laughs> and we have a confirmed that, like, all of the moms and sisters, like, give birth to children, which means... I, this April, I, I, this makes sense, I think. April, well, 
Okay, look, I'm, I'm not going to explain the birds and the bees to everybody. No. And <laughs> But April, the more we're on these podcasts, the more it feels like you're actually on the side of the demons. Like, you're actually, like... Yeah, April's <laughs> like, if I'm thinking okay, like the you, demons, I need you, to extract maybe, from the... Right, like. Maybe you gotta think like a demon to beat a demon, you yeah. know? Ooh. Maybe April's on the right track. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm uh, just trying to make sense of the world that I've been thrown into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, April's grandma, we established that, okay? She yes, I'm grandma. I think it could, it, could be, it could be grandma on the other side of that door. That's one yeah. option. Um, oh. But, uh, so that actually makes sense. So I think, like, um, if you're trying to figure out stuff that's happening, like, look at what else is presented in the episode, because that's what's, what's thematically relevant. So, um, yeah, we reveal that uh, moms uh, have a child before they become a mom, or at least that's what Isabella says. Um, so maybe that's how they have children, just all potential moms who go to mom school have a kid first, and then they go to mom school, and then the actual moms are selected out of that crop. That's kind of what um, the implication of what she was saying was. Um, so, yeah, then the question is, like, um, where's the the where, where's the babies coming from? Uh, I mean, I think if the demons wanted to, they could uh, figure this out on their own. But uh, I think I don't know. Demons seem to have very different anatomy. I don't think they could just figure that well, out. But Science but, it. So the other thing that I like, I don't know. I can't remember the name of like the the baby that they introduced like way back in the beginning. But there are moments when like Isabella is carrying her and I'm like, why is she carrying Emma? Because she looks almost like Emma. So there has to be like some type of, if they're not like training, I guess training the males to be dads, then there has to be some type of sperm bank that they're continuously drawing from. A similar sperm, so she's like a half sister, you yeah, think? Half-sister. Yeah, half sister. Yeah, I, th- I think what April's theorizing is that the demons are what they're going to do. They're going to take Norman. They're going to chain him up. They're going to yeah. keep him prisoner and what? occasionally extract his semen. Right? That's what April's saying. <laughs> that's, what April's, that's what I assume. Whoa! I don't need a chains for that. Why are you chains like that? We're not colonizing Mars, okay? <laughs> That's the issue you had? Just the chains as the That's device the to... Well, yeah, well, because the other thing, the reason why I don't imagine the chains is because, like, from what we've seen, they don't necessarily, like, they they don't necessarily believe in, like, prison, like, putting people yeah. in, like, a proper prison. Like, like, more like putting bombs in their chests. Yeah, more like putting bombs in their chests so that they can live freely and happily. So. Yeah. <laughs> with, a bomb. with a bomb in their chest <laughs> yeah but at that, at that point the, the the norman and other boys would know though um, yeah. they'd know the secret I guess. right so that that might defeat the per the per, the reason to not like chain them up but there's an interesting facet of this i don't think we've touched on that this means that isabella and crone have both have children yeah, yeah. yes totally. yeah. Well, yes. I mean, is is one of our characters Isabella's kid? Yeah, that's also what I'm kind of hinting yeah. at as well, Dylan. Right. Because twelve years, twelve year old Isabella is like thirty one or something. I think that 31. might be. I think that might be a little too young because it, it doesn't. Uh, tell- technically, you can start having kids at well, depending on whenever a. Yeah, no, like, the kids like it might not necessarily be great for you to have a baby at 13 or 14, but it doesn't mean you can't do it. No, I think Andy's it. saying that's what the demons are doing. Yeah, no, saying the, the, the demons are doing it, like, right away, and that's messed yeah. up. And that, so I think I think our kids, Emma, Norman, and Ray, are too young. 
for that. Um, that yeah, it just depends yeah. on the timing of the mom school. Uh, who knows? It depends. Uh, who, yeah. what, what, what mom school first you have a kid? What, yes. what year yes. program is it? Like, Which is this a ten-year program? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I mean, like if they if they wait till she's nineteen, yeah, like it's possible. But I don't think they'd wait till Isabella's nineteen. It could. I mean, I, so I think like if we, I think the demons would do whatever is. Um, making them the best uh, food product. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you probably want to have, not have the kid at like 13. Uh, yeah, so, and probably you probably not want to. There's a lot of health complications that come with that, right. that too. So and, why and, would you have a kid at, like, why would you have someone have a kid at 13 when you could potentially then lose like that potential like mom or whoever right, right but i also I, the other point is i don't think they're gonna be drawing uh they'd, they'd be taking from norman right away either though even if it's yeah. possible i think optimally they would want to <laughs> wait a little bit um so there's i'm there's sure one. there's i'm sure i'm sure there's something in this i guess i'm gonna use the word society that men are useful at or they have their place within it and it sounds so bad as i continue to speak but we're so focused on like the female aspect of the show like emma's like a you know one of our main characters or is usually our primary focus and the show sort of revolves around her and then of course there's like this whole like matriarchal sort of system like there's sisters there's moms there's grandmas i mean we don't see like the male side of that like are there brothers are there dads is there grandpa like what role do they play i want to hashtag find grandpa 2019 (laughs) so it's, it's interesting what's norman doing in the meantime if this is even a thing i also think there's the possibility of like there's another track like there's the mom track yeah. and then maybe that science, maybe that doctor or scientist that we saw, maybe some kids uh, like male and female become uh, are like trained to be like science slaves for the for the demons. Yeah. Maybe that's <laughs> those what are we're the two genders, then. scientists and mother. I think so. I think yeah, so. they did like the mothers or who's teaching whatever. Like, like there has to be more. Yeah. Cause they, and they did talk about Norman of the three of them is just the m- most like book smart of the three of them. Yeah. Yeah, so there's interesting possibilities. I, I'm 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 kind of on board with the uh, they they want uh, to sperm <laughs> April, bank Norman. I call it April uh, bank, but I will say I'm looking at the manga and I, there is a panel where like while she's talking to Emma on the bed, there's like kind of a flashback of her pregnant, and next to mm-hmm. it is this image of like an egg that is clearly being implanted with sperm, and I can't tell if that's like outside of her body, but it does <laughs> seem to be a very like mechanical kind of like we picked this one egg and this this sperm specifically so it does feel like a very sterile kind of thing so there's that yeah i mean i think that's how the demons would do it they'd uh (laughs) yeah that's how they'll have to get both of those things from somewhere i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) thanks thanks april okay so uh the 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 theory is this theory is out there now um April theory. Uh, any, any other, uh, Andy? Any, any? What was your thought when, uh, when Norman walked in there? What do you think was I don't happening? Remember anymore? Because April took control of this conversation. <laughs> Chains in the sperm bank. Wow. Chained up. That was that was my country. But uh, I know yeah. that was your. That was you. It's just very visceral. This is like this is what we're talking about now. Like there's nothing else to say. Uh, what if it's grandma there talking wants yeah. to talk to Norman um, about what? I don't know. She's a proposal. I, I do. Here's think, your cup. 
I do think it's still possible that Norman is actually just dead. I don't think it's likely, but I do think there actually is a small possibility with this show that he's just dead. Well, it has to be. It has to be for some thing, reason. Interesting. Yeah, way it would have to be room. for some, some interesting way that he died. That, yeah, that he dies in a different way than we were expecting, like mm-hmm. not with the flower. But at some point, I mean, they if he's dead, they have to show us a body. Yeah. No. 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 I agree. I agree. I mean, the thing is, like, also Emma, Norman, and Ray are the most sought after, like brains on the whole farm like yeah. are they really gonna just save him forever like they gotta eat him because the demon <laughs> wants him <laughs> the main demon wants that sweet brain it's waited 12 sweet freaking brain. years for it i don't know if they can just let him grow up and live because that's the fanciest brain ever they still got ray that's but like why yeah, they did they, they did express brain interest in two brains at episode one they said they wanted to harvest them so yeah uh, yeah. yeah oh my god i don't know was april Trent like suggesting that they cook sweet brain like is that the variety of brain sweet and sour brain like uh <laughs> or is this machine we don't know how human cuisine yeah. works maybe <laughs> this, this podcast has gone off the rails uh that's fine there's not a lot in this episode to talk about so. are there are there brain chefs yeah, there probably are, right? Make special brain pans to, like, you know, saute it evenly on. Because brains are kind of round. You need to cook them evenly. <laughs> 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 it up. Have, have you ever yeah. seen Eye Zombie? She got really creative with those brains, I'm just saying. I think that's what they enlisted Norman for, to be a brain chef. Oh. Oh. You haven't seen him cook? What makes yeah. them cook well just because he this, reads books this, good this is all set up well cook, at all <laughs> you, just, you just read the inst- easy they just want someone who follows their intricate instruction for brain preparation well oh. yeah i think like they could do that why do they need humans to cook the brain like uh who knows I, yeah i don't know Look, but they, we Dylan, do don't we, question the demon society that we live in yeah i know it's true we're 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 all we're a few <laughs> years from that and then uh, <laughs> But it, it's already begun. <laughs> it, it should be noted that uh, the, the, does Crone did say there are humans in in headquarters, right? So there's yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. We've seen some of them, but so it's interesting. What will what will happen with Norman? Will we see it next episode? Um, I think nothing. He's definitely dead. <laughs> I'm just. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he's okay. dead. Uh, okay, so other basically the rest of this episode is the Emma and, Nor- and Ray being depressed. Um, so. Yep. The beginning is uh, the cliff thing. We start there, but uh, there is like a potential route he like logics out that there's a bridge to headquarters they could escape from. Yeah. Um, and he reveals he was never going to actually run away. He was just like indulging them last week and he's just wants to give up to make sure everyone else is safe. Well, I don't think he was just indulging them. I think probably a shred of him really did hope that they could escape, but he went over the wall probably just so that he could report back to them. Because yeah, because they, they never. Themselves. I was going to say they never got to do an investigation. Mm-hmm. So the way the way he presented it, um, at least he was like, uh, "I was never running away, and I knew that all along." Um, but you could be skeptical of that. I don't know. Um, he the other the other thing I took from it too is because at this point, I mean, he did make that promise to Ray or whatever, and so I feel like at he's like, "Well, if I die, I don't have to like betray Emma." So, <laughs> oh my god, that's so stupid, Norman. <laughs> yeah, no I don't know how much smart. that thing is uh, still in play, that promise that they made. You're, you're, you know, 
I'm just trying to justify Norman's no, it's, actions. No, it's fair. <laughs> I think this makes sense with Norman's motivations. Um, it's incredibly risky if he goes away, and he's calling a lot of attention to them. And he said all he cares about is Emma, so this mm-hmm. is the move. I think this makes sense. Like, I mean, this he makes the most sense the- because it it wouldn't do them any good for them to not know, like, what's on the other side of the wall or, you know what I mean? Like, to report back because then, like, they're just going in blind and, like, what happens exactly. if, like, yeah, like, they go through this whole escape and or, like, they attempt to escape without him and then they come to the cliff and they're like, well, what the heck? We just, like, super, like, screwed ourselves over. That would be worse. Yeah, so yeah, he was exactly. never going to report. Like he was never yeah, going to leave without gonna report reporting it, back. Yeah, but yeah. he wanted to give them that extra information to help them out, and he still yeah. wants them to escape. So, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, makes enough sense, and then we get this um, this flashback to start to drive these emotions home. With uh, oh god, the flashback! It was so That's cute. So cute. Oh, so cute. Little little Norman's sick, and then Emma's visiting him, and then they have the string phone that they're I talking loved, through. I loved that her her hair would like yeah up. yeah. yeah I agree. They did that like three times, and every time it was great. It was, it was like a Pokemon with the pointy yeah. I also loved that, like the what is it, like the mom, like mom or Isabella, and like the that interaction too. She's like, "You're just gonna get yourself sick." Like she's totally like genuinely yeah. a mother in this moment, and I I really appreciated that. And it kind of helps, like I guess, lead you to believe that maybe she really does potentially care about them, and she's not just you know. Oh yeah, no, totally. Yeah. And we we get that the most I think from her interactions with Emma because like when. She, the the way she talks to her, I think you do get like a little more of this in the manga, but she's basically saying like, stop, like, I want you to, you should be happy, but you can only be happy if you bind to the system. And look, I'm offering you a way out of it. Don't you want to live? Well, got to give up to live. The other thing too, I think that, I guess it like hints at her, I guess, having feelings for Emma that are more than just like hey i'm harvesting you is that she even like talks to her like as a prerequisite kind of thing like hey like i want to recommend you and i want you to live on is what she's sort of saying versus like i'm sure any other like mom or sister like didn't get to know about it beforehand so they're like totally being like thrown off guard Hey, I'm harvesting you. Um, hey. I think I think with that scene though, there was it was a sinister tone to everything Isabella was saying. So I don't think it really comes across as um, as concern, um, which no, I think is the case. It's for... Sinister. I think it's more just the sinisterness of the situation at hand, right? No, no. I it, think I mean yes, but Isabella comes is from uh, having to accept that there's only one way you can live, and that way is absolutely terrible. I, I well, think there's that, there's that like a the big difference but... between like that conversation and then any other moment like when she like there it there's moments when you can tell that she's truly being sinister um like whenever she's like if you cause another commotion i'll kill you yeah Yeah. like that is scarier yeah like like i was like legitimately terrified of isabella in that moment but then like whenever she's like talking to her on the bed like her tone is different um and it seems like she's really trying to i guess like offer her like some type of like positive outlook yeah yeah totally um, it's it's I, th- I think the anime is is has this air of of sinisterness to everything isabella's done for the most part throughout the entire series i think like that's totally a valid read that she's telling the shoot that she does con- have concern about them especially emma 
Um, but yeah. I could see a lot of people walking away from that scene with like, no, Isabella doesn't care. She's just is what she's supposed to do. She's supposed to get the best person to be a mom. Um, you know, like I, I feel mean, like so she just broke her leg right, right, right. But away. like that's that is like what makes it so interesting, though, because like this entire system works the best when people have to like get rid of their own humanity, a sense of morality. And Mama is like one of the best people. Like Grandma loves her. Like Isabel's at the top of the food chain. She has the best farm. And she yep. got that because she has put away her morality, but she hasn't completely. And in some moments, like you, you get this into like, maybe she is concerned for Emma. You can't tell because like, if you could, she probably wouldn't be as good at her job and she probably wouldn't be a mama anymore. But that's what makes it so interesting. It's like in this social construction that tries so hard to like crush your sense of self out of you like she in her own twisted way because she has bought into the system to survive she is trying to give what she truly believes is the best option to emma and when she when when emma refuses and she gets kind of like really frustrated with her she's like fine then just like moan and die it's like she's annoyed that in her mind like emma's giving up her one chance at living Whereas Emma's like fighting for something so much harder to create a new path of life that's like, as far as we know, unheard of to like escape and survive and to not be like one thing, a mama, like that's a really big deal. So I love this. I feel like there's a there's a lot that's being said, even if it isn't like really obviously being said, just based on how we know that this system works. And that's why it's such a good moment. I do think she cares, but I think it's it's just such a twisted system that the way she cares also has to be really twisted. And that's like, what's so disturbing about it? Well, and I think the, the, I guess the flaw uh, in Isabella's approach to trying to convince Emma is that she kind of comes at her from a um, more of like a logical standpoint when Emma is a very emotionally (laughs) like, yeah, like emotionally driven person. And so I think that, um, And maybe, like, Isabella is also a very logical individual, and so she's just trying to appeal to her in a way that makes sense to her, where I feel like if she had, like, approached Emma and said, like, hey, like, I want to recommend you to be a mother, you know, like, haven't I given you a happy life, even despite the circumstances? Mm -hmm. Like, do, do you not also want to give that happiness to other people like and give them all of like the love and the care and whatever else you know like the you know I guess the happy life yeah so I think that maybe if she had to come at her with that versus like look you can live on kind of situation because that's not what Emma's concerned about she's not concerned about her herself surviving Mm -hmm. she's like afraid for the everyone else like all the other kids so absolutely Mm-hmm. And you I think that that's practice. the problem. Yeah, that's the problem with like that conversation is because Isabella, despite being as cunning and as smart as she is, she, she like failed in the one moment that she could have truly shined. Yeah, and again, that speaks to the whole, whole system because they they if you go to mom school, they pit you against every other girl there. Not everyone can be a mom. That's literally like the one percent of the women at mom school. So and like the way she treats sister crown, like she, she doesn't think of anyone else as an ally. Whereas Emma is like, so selfless. She wants to bring every freaking child with her when she escapes. So they're really at odds in terms of the things they care about. And yeah, no, April, you're so right. Like her saying like, you know, give up on everything else. Just be a mom. Like that's like, it's not that Emma like hates the idea of being a mom. Probably. She's like, no, like, 
I can't give up because all these people are counting on me and they, they need me and I can't like lose for them. So that's why she refuses. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about the mom. It's about everyone else on the line and she isn't willing to give up on them. So I just, I think that's really awesome. I think it's a really good moment. <laughs> Like, I don't know, this this felt really strong for me in the manga. And there is, like, more internal stuff that you don't get. Just, you only get what they, like, actually say to each other. But more or less, like, it is, like, I honestly feel for Isabelle, like, she's such not a good person. <laughs> but, like, she, she, like, what she represents in the system is, like, what makes it so tragic. Because, like, she probably, like... If she had been in a different world, she probably could have been a pretty cool, amazing, smart lady. But, like, for this, like, she has to use all of her powers for evil. And she's forced to only think about herself because, like, again, yeah. That's all she's been trained to think about. Because that's all they want them to think. Because if they actually, like, unified, like, they could be an actual threat to the demons probably. So... Emma just, like, represents everything at odds with, like, this entire structure that's set up for her. And I I think that's really cool. That she's like, no, I'm not gonna, I don't want to do that. I I, I want to make sure everyone else is also safe. That's the thing that makes Emma stand out, like, even against Norman and Ray. Like, they, like, you're like, like yeah, like, it'd be nice to take every long, but Emma's like, no. Like, we're doing it, though. It, it's gonna happen. I don't know how, but I, it's gonna happen. I'll find a way. <laughs> find a way. <laughs> yeah, that that is a lot of cool stuff that I don't really think has been presented in the show in this episode. Um, but I'd like the reading. Um, the other the other thing to bring into this is that uh, Norman, the, the thing with Isabella, Norman uh, asking Isabella if she's happy. Um, I think, and she like like yeah. she has like a huge lapse in her like composure in mm-hmm. that moment. Yeah. So are you happy? Like. <laughs> Andy what's, Andy, what's your read on Isabella? So I, for me, because I, I want to counter counter the point here, I, I got sinister from Isabella during that conversation with Emma. Um, how'd you read her response to Norman and her offering to Emma there? I think it's kind of complex. I think that I don't think she's purely good or bad in this whole episode. I think that she's clearly the antagonist. That's kind of obvious, but yeah. I. Yeah don't think that scene in the bedroom is at all really caring for Emma or not at all, but like it's mostly just, she wants a new mom and this and Emma's the best candidate, but like, it's hard to reconcile her not being at all caring for the kids. When you look at episode one and when she's all alone, she's hugging Connie's picture to her chest, like things like that. We have a couple of little moments where she's alone and she shows some kind of caring towards these kids. And so I don't know if that's enough to really say that she cares a lot for these kids, but she has done a couple of things when she's alone that makes it seem like she does. But I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, like, I really like those reads from before. It's just I don't, I, you know, I don't know if that's I don't have it. I don't. I think it's, we're giving anime a lot of credit here. I don't know if that's what. We've <laughs> I apologize, but not really. <laughs> no, don't apologize. But, okay, so another thing to bring up too is that in her secret closet. She has all she of those all toys. But yeah, she there's also all there's toys. there's also a read for that though that she like hides the toys and like cycles them out as people leave. Right, you know but it? okay, so you figure she's been doing this for how long? And if there's we don't know, like, maybe well, yeah. ten or twelve years. Like okay. I don't think she's been doing this for twenty years. So like if if we send away a kid every two months and or whatever rate that they like ship them out, 
then you're averaging like six kids a year. So that she would, in theory, have like 60 toys in there, but she doesn't have 60 toys in that closet. Mm-hmm. She had like only yeah. a select few, and one of one of which was like Connie's bunny. Um, but like there wasn't 60 toys in there. So I couldn't necessarily be like, oh, she's just hiding everything because she could easily just dispose of all of them. Um, or she could just as easily keep all of them. But I feel like it's more of a risk to bring things back that mean something to you versus like, totally. Yeah. And then that's a a really good point. Yeah. So I think, so I think the, what we're saying, the anime has presented, has presented a lot of things that can be interpreted one way or the other with Isabella. The toys is a great example. Um, I'm not saying that what you guys were saying was like wrong and that's how Isabella is approaching it. Um, my point's just like that. I feel like the anime has certainly not been clear that this is what is coming from Isabella. The anime is not being as clear as it could be. And I, that's why I'm so happy that April's making these connections, like despite that, because it is a lot (laughs) more clear in the manga and for them to you know kind of like half give things to support stuff like Isabel's character and then just like not include other things I, I find it impressive that we can still have this conversation there, there's, been, there's I, been a lot there in spite of it I think we're probably like building towards something. caring about kids I mean let's remember she's been doing this for years and years you like have you ever like been to a retirement home? Like you can't, like I did over a summer work at a retirement home and we weren't allowed to name the people. We called them by their room numbers because at any moment, one of them could die. Wow. wow. No, it's for real. And you're not allowed to get attached to them. And I think this is, situ- this is a similar situation where it's like you, you, you have to kind of, you know, get, put yourself in a mind place where you don't get attached to these kids because you know that it's only a certain amount of time you can have with them. And I think for Isabella to to kind of reconcile that, her mentality is like what April's saying. She's like, well, you know, yeah, they're going to die. But while they're here, they're not going to want for anything. They're going to have clean clothes and they're going to be taken care of when they're sick. And they're going to be fed like whole meals every day. And they're going to like have friends and have fun. And if that's the best they get, like, at least I can offer them that for, like, a certain amount of time. And, like, that's how she reconciles with all the awful stuff. But, like, to me, that doesn't take away from the fact that she probably does care about them. But she also is, like, really holding that at arm's length because she knows that they're going to be gone eventually. And she can't afford to have feelings about that because new kids are going to come in and they're going to die, too. So from that position, I mean, I honestly do think, like, she wouldn't recommend Emma if, like, one, she didn't... I mean, Sister Crone probably would have made a pretty good mom. Like, she's pretty smart. She's pretty crafty. But she she was already, like, planning for Emma to be the replacement. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that she watched her grow up. And she did, even in a fake, you know, distanced way, form a relationship with her. So, I mean... It's not a great relationship, but I do think she honestly does care about Emma as much as anyone in her position, given what she has to do in her role, could. Yeah, it's a good and- summary. Let's bring in the last. Let's bring in the last data point from Isabel in this episode. We can talk about the scene of Norman leaving and saying goodbye to everyone. Where we have one more Isabel thing, but uh, uh, quick before that, we have to bring in Phil here because uh, Norman oh my asks, god, <sighs> Norman asks Phil, Phil to take care of Emma when so she's gone. Andy, what oh was your god. reaction to that line? I am so pissed about <laughs> Phil. I am- <laughs> oh, you're pissed. How come? Because he's mad at Steve. <laughs> mad at the sh- <laughs> Steve. <laughs> 
What did he say? He's just, he trolled me so hard and I hate him for it. Wait, did he say Phil's going to die or something? No, he just, every time he talked on the podcast, he's like, Phil's a big deal. And now all I can do is see Phil and think about Steve. (laughs) I'm I'm convinced though. Like Phil has done, Andy, we've had a consistent Phil Phil presence. That's That's the worst part. He, what, what is the show doing with Phil? Like, he's everywhere. Like, he's yeah, everywhere. why is Phil everywhere? I, I don't remember him being this prominent. Like, he's I think every episode. He's going to be in more, episodes. more episodes than Norman at this rate. He's, I, I think he's like, he might, I mean, he probably doesn't have as much screen time as Don and Gilda, but it feels like it. Like, it feels like he's more of a character than them. He might, because he's been in every single episode. I'm not exaggerating. Why is why does Phil need to take care of Emma? Why is he, like, no, why? why why did Norman like ask this of Ray or Dawn and Gilda? Like he asked it of Phil of all the yeah. of all thirty seven kids. Phil's a big deal. He's a big like, deal. Emma's closer to Ray. You think he would have asked Ray? Oh, that was no, a little Phil. weird. Just that was just for Andy. Phil, uh, you have the same Phil. eye color as me. I need hey. you to take care of Emma. <laughs> I guess Phil, maybe Phil is thematically supposed to be mini Norman. Maybe that's the point of that scene. Maybe. Oh, I don't know about I that. that. All we know about Phil is that he's very upbeat and he's like. They said he was smart in that one time. And yeah. uh, he's smart. But yeah. also, I, I, I low-key got even more upset when Phil got really upset about Emma being sad. So. Oh, it was so <laughs> sad. <laughs> Phil's so precious. Because uh, it's that they're sad. Mm-hmm. Phil, is, uh, Phil is the emotional core of this show. I'm just saying. Um, really, uh, it's Phil's reactions that drew this up. No, um, then uh, this whole thing of Norman's like tackling Emma's tackling Norman, and uh, oh yeah, Norman almost says he loves Emma. That was my read on that. Okay, yeah, that okay, that really it. annoyed me. I feel like the anime definitely like wants to make them more of a thing. All of that stuff, but like, oh, you're so naive and blah blah. But that's why I like you, and that's why I have to. Do I didn't that. read that as romantic though. He, like, says that in his brain, but he doesn't say that to her face. And I, like, I appreciate the manga for, like, holding back for a hot second. Because, like, dude, just, it, whatever. All, my, sh- all my ships die oh, in the show. Whatever. Just saying, like, uh, <laughs> Everyone like, dies in the show, dude. Rip, okay? Emma, no- rip Emma X Norman. It was uh, beautiful. This was yeah. uh, reminiscent of uh, Rayla and Callum in the latest season. Of yes. Spoilers. So, uh, those are parallels. Uh, what a... What, uh, what what a ship parallel there. Let's get the fan art going. Um is Isabella <laughs> oh yeah, then she okay, here Isabella's threatening to kill Emma though. She's like oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Norman says uh goodbye to Emma and says uh, don't give up. Um so yeah, she threatens to kill Emma, so that's another thing. That's fun. we talked we talked about it. But uh, I just wanted to make sure we got her in her life if Emma didn't leave. I mean She's put her trust in this system. She's got to play the cards, man. At the very least, she's very good at presenting herself this way to the children. Um, yes. And totally. I think we are seeing through their eyes for a large part. Um, so we're seeing her as uh, this menacing figure. Um, well, actually, this- back to when he asks her if she's happy, I mean, you were asking Andy, like, how, how did he read that? I honestly read it as, like, when her face slips like that, I think that's, like, the most surprised she's honestly been the whole show. And I think the surprise for her just came from the absurdity of that question itself. Like, how could he possibly <laughs> think she's happy yeah. with this life? But then she like she's like, oh yeah, of course, like well, uh. but like I think that face kind of says it all. I think it's, it's like, like a, a psychology thing too. Yeah. Like 
Because a lot of the times, like, you're like, oh, yeah, like, you you may be content in what's going on, but it's not until someone else draws your attention to the situation at hand that you realize, like, oh, this is actually good or, oh, this is actually bad. And so I think that's sort of Norman, like, pull, like trying to bring her back into that light, so, yeah. like, by saying, like, because that's the thing that she continuously preached to them, like, I wanted to give you guys a happy life. That, like, that's what I, you know, strive to do, even despite the circumstances circumstances and then for him to turn it back around on her because i think doesn't he even say to her like oh like i was happy i know he tells like emma and ray but i feel like he told her too and then for him to be like you know like i was happy are you happy like for like if it was me i'd be like oh am i happy like i don't know (laughs) yeah it's 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 this is just not how isabel thinks about the world so that just really threw her off because it's like happy this isn't about happy this is about surviving uh, yeah right right yeah so yeah so it's it's like uh that's what uh emma and crew are i guess still fighting for is like not having to think on those terms like they're they're approaching it from the same yeah and we'll see uh Norman's dead though, so they failed, right? Um, he's yep, definitely they didn't fail. They said sure in the episode dead. they didn't. Give okay, up. so let's get to the end. So we've uh, we've covered everything <laughs> except for the end. You forgot the end, Dylan. I did not forget the end. I was well, well, Dylan, very Dylan, try we'll be, slowly working there. Uh, well, Dylan, but, before we move past this, I just want to say one thing. I think the episode the episode really is trying to hammer home that Norman's going to send contact back because the one that he took in his suitcase was that cup string thing. Like that's, oh, that's thematic of him thematic contacting. Okay. I, I, I could see oh. that. I, I mean, I thought it was like this is the thing that reminds him of Emma the most, and it's like okay, he's here's what he takes with. You're true. That's true. That it could be a visual motif. Yeah, I, I don't Maybe think that's Andy, it, but I think it's he's like gonna a, send a, pictures and books. Yeah, yeah, something like that. He also was. Uh, I was. I want to put Ray was reading a lot at the uh, towards yes. the end. Was yeah. he actually yeah. really yes. reading, or because I sort of took that. As, like, him trying to, like, battle his own depression. And so he's trying to... So he knows that he loves reading, so he's trying to distract himself. But if you notice that there's, like, sort of all these piles of, like, opened books, but none of them are really, like... Because I feel like if you finished a book, you wouldn't just leave it open on a random page. And so I feel like he he was really just trying to distract himself from his feelings um, by, like, reading a book. And he's like, okay, well, this book's failing me, so I'm going to move on to the next one. And then this one's failing me, so I'm moving on to the next one kind of situation. I just took that as, like, a sign of as to how severe his depression actually was. But I think the end of the episode confirms that he's it's all he a show. thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe it was research. Like I think I think he like there's this shot where mom looks into the library and yeah she gets a really satisfied smile right like good yeah. he's he's given yeah, up. No, <laughs> it feels like he did that specifically that motion for mom like to make mm-hmm. her think that he's completely like gone. Yeah, so let's talk about it. So they're they're depressed for a while. Then it's Ray, we skipped like a month and a half, and it's Ray's brat. I don't know why this, as April pointed, out, I don't know why the title of this episode is for the like last five minutes because most of the episode yeah. takes place in November. Yeah, um, but, but that's very weird. Which also, is why I, which is why I initially freaked out because yeah. we've also, always started the episode in the day that we were in. Right, so right. It's, it was, not uh, not all the time. Understand. A couple of episodes we haven't. We've sort um, of like hit. We were at like that midnight threshold. So, or that yeah. late night. Um, but then it's it's Ray's birthday tomorrow. He's about to be shipped off. And then we get this exchange between Ray and Emma. Ray's, Ray says, you haven't actually given up, have you, Tim? And then Emma's like, gives this uh, menacing smirk is how I describe it. Menacing smirk. Yeah. I like it. Okay. 
I like um, that so, description. <laughs> so what's our what's our reads on uh, Emma and where Emma and Ray are coming from in this last scene? Andy, what did you think? Uh, I thought that this was I was even though I knew there were two episodes coming, this was still surprising to me, which I think means that this worked really well for me. That even though I knew that there were two episodes coming up, that I was still surprised that these guys still have a plan. And I'm I have no idea what we're doing, which happens every week. I have no idea where we're going any week. But I'm still really, really excited to see what their plan is and see what we're doing. Because it feels like they actually have finally tricked mom. And that seems new. It's a big accomplishment. Yeah. 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 Uh, April, what do you, what was your read on it? I, yeah, I, the, my first time, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't really get catch a read. But then upon the second time, I took it as kind of like maybe for like the last month and a half, they've really been like playing mom, especially after. Oh, we could get um, like a flashback then to all of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, they could explain it. Mm. Yeah, because I feel like uh like if Emma had truly given up, she wouldn't have gone through the the notion of hiding the little device that Ray made to disable the tracking devices. And so because if she had like truly given up, like what was the point of hiding that from mom? Like there, you know what I mean? And so then I think like based off the conversation that she had with Isabella, she was able to formulate a new plan because in my head, I'm thinking that Isabella is still going to recommend Emma for like to become a sister or a mom, despite, you know, how Emma feels because she's in that role. She can make those decisions. And so I think that they're almost counting on Emma, like, like on mom doing that. And then they've been formulating a plan around that. So I, That's my so I guess the issue is Ray's uh, ship date is before Emma's. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think the big tell after looking back on this episode is there are two things we don't know about. And that's the, the where is the pen and the note from Crone? The yeah. stupid Mormon. pen. It's still not been revealed. Yes. Yes. What was the piece of paper that um, Ray was looking at? Yes. Oh, you still don't know what that is. Yeah. And then there's the other thing is that Emma... Emma said that Ray was upstairs while everyone else was downstairs with Norman. I think he was doing something while they were all downstairs with oh. Norman. Saying yeah, I don't, I don't think that he didn't just want to see him off. I mean, I feel like he, he was planning something. Yeah, and then they spent the whole month and a half tricking Mom into thinking Ray wasn't doing anything upstairs. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it a made him think Ray, that he was really Ray wasn't there depressed. during the, uh, the, the sending off. That's what you're saying this episode. Yeah, um, yeah. he was doing something. So that's why that's why uh, Phil was the fill in instead of uh, instead of Ray. The fill in. <laughs> the other thing too is that they specifically like called it out by mom asking, "Well, where is Ray?" Yeah, and yeah. And, and I think normally she'd be really suspicious of that, but then they spent a month and a half acting really depressed, and yeah. I think that was so on. Her- maybe they know. Maybe they know Norman's not dead. Maybe there's some master plan. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, and Isabella's no, actually I think, in on I think it they too. Think Emma would have tried to cut his ear thing in public in front of everyone. Is, if is that they're act- acting, they're acting. I I will also say that was a really great move by Emma. Like even though it did, he didn't let it happen. Like I think that was really yeah. good by her. It was good. I thought it was really brave, and I know I I agree with Norman. It was very reckless. Um, but I it like I thought it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I guess I guess the trajectory, if this is the case, next episode will have some 
flashback thing reveals Emma and Ray have been planning stuff the entire time and they start some sort of actual resistance. And then like in the finale, they like run into Norman accidentally, who's like in headquarters, if they're like in headquarters or something. And he's like, actually, I imagine him in like glasses and a lab coat. Oh my God. Like a a 12 year old in glasses and a a lab coat. coat. You can see it now. They run into the room and and, uh, Norman's chained up. And uh, oh, they're getting no! <laughs> mid extraction. No, just getting um, oh, god. <laughs> my god, are we still talking about this? <laughs> really good theory, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, I've ruined your I, I, I flanderized your theory, April, for sure. Thanks a lot. No, so now Steve and April have ruined this show for me. Oh, um. well, maybe uh, Phil's gonna die next, so then you can just be like going in fresh for everyone else. Yeah, Phil. No, Phil's the only one that's gonna survive. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Everyone's gonna die, and then the next cruel twist of fate. Yeah. Okay, so this is, this is exciting. We have a lot, and is Isabella's second weakness that's maybe on the paper, right? Yeah. Uh, the pen, so the note, the box. Yeah. What's what's uh, everything's still in play? Yep. Um, we'll see. Oh, also of- Minerva. We didn't. We need, we need to get back to that. Yeah, I'm not thing. convinced anything's happening. There, I'm, but, I'm yeah. less worried about Minerva. If we don't learn about that stupid pen, I will be so upset. <laughs> the pen, the pen is a, <laughs> the Minerva thing. Could have just been a one episode also, thing. This pen. No, the, the, everything's intentional. Or what was under Ray's bed? The bed. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the other thing that the, drives me crazy. Device, the ear cutting device was under no. the bed. That's what I thought. No, because mm, no. Uh, Ray wasn't able to. Con- to complete it until after he got the camera. Yeah. So I want to know what was under something his con- bed. Something convinced Norman, right? Is that the thing? Yeah. Yeah. That made him oh. Really anyway, we'll see if it all comes together. I don't remember all the secret things. There's too many. It's it's too much. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think all of them are going to be explicitly paid off, but the pen is like number one. That's yes. going to be a thing. It's stupid pen. Hey, Michelle, <laughs> final thoughts. <laughs> I'm excited for. I feel like a lot's probably gonna happen. I hope a lot happens because if it's just like a whole flashback, like and we plotted everything for 20 minutes, that's gonna be a lot. But I feel like a lot's probably gonna happen, and I'm really excited. I like. I do think like it's pretty clear that the 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 anime is kind of picking and choosing what it wants to highlight, and in that there's a lot left that's not translated as strongly. But I do think like <laughs> there's gonna be some cool stuff to see, <laughs> regardless ooh, of ooh. that. So I like it. Okay, okay, cool stuff in the next two episodes. Promises, Michelle. Um, April, final thoughts. I'm so pumped for these next two episodes like especially after this episode because this episode like really like revitalized like this has to be one of my favorite shows that i'm watching right now so Mm, (laughs) i'm watching a lot of shows right now so (laughs) that's high praise april star and ladybug are also on i mean yeah i know know. it's like these three i'm like super pumped for (laughs) wow okay okay there you go I mean, there's not many other shows airing actively, no. uh, so that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, but it's, it's yeah, top three. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, of currently airing animated shows that we cover out of three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, there's probably uh, Craig, Craig, other stuff also. Okay. Um, Andy, final thoughts. Uh, just, I'm really excited. I, I agree with April. Like, I'm excited every single week for this uh, this show to air, and I'm gonna try to block out some of the conversation we had today while I watch next week. No, just imagine Norman chained up, right? Going. <laughs> once you click, click play, so imagine that. That's what he meant. 
Yeah, no, I, I should. That's how you get in the right mindset. Like I, I hit play. <laughs> I, 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 no, I visualize, visualize that start the episode. Visualize what you don't want to happen. So just think of Phil right away. Oh my God! Yeah, think of Phil. <laughs> Think of Phil aged up a bunch. Deserve this. It's not his fault. You know, people are going to be talking him up so early. (laughs) It it is his fault. He's sinister. Um, Yeah, he's a demon in disguise. I'm going back to that. Him and Uh, Isabella are clearly in cahoots with Grandma and the demons. Grandma, they're all evil together. Mm -hmm. And the guy with the pen. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, I did. So I did really like this week, but I'm I'm more than ready for something to happen here. Yeah. Um, I know Norman died, but it was a, a, a slow, <laughs> slow episode. So um, I'm, I'm starting to like believe you, you've been secretly reading the mangas and you know something we don't. And you're just like, <laughs> Norman's I'm actually really, dead. I'm telling you. You're I'm like, you. Dylan is trolling. I know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't dare. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. Look, looking very much looking forward to the finale stuff happening. Um, yeah, this is. I think we. I will say the show's been good. We really need a strong finish. Um, yeah. But sounds sounds like might be. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been hearing people hyping it up too. Um, we'll be back for the next two weeks. Uh, next week I might not be hosting someone else, but then I'll be back for the finale. And uh, yep. So stay tuned for our future Promise Neverland coverage. Subscribe to not miss anything at overlyanimated.com, overlyanimated.com slash iTunes or YouTube.com slash overlyanimated. Talk about it with us on our Discord at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. And uh, thanks. Support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, um, Nicholas, a.k.a. Nickelodeon. And thanks, as always, to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. We uh, have a bunch of other stuff at overlyanimated.com, including the shows we basically just mentioned, so I won't plug it again. And there you go. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.